Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Hey, man. Do you want to talk about the most exciting part of this psalm today? Well, I do. I mean, I know I said that yesterday. <laughs> you did. <laughs> You know what I'm excited about, Edwin? What's that? It's Friday! (laughs) It's Friday! (laughs) Uh, I know that's what you're most excited about. Hey, hey, you know what else is exciting? What's that? Not only is this the... the, It's Friday. Yeah. I, I was about to let the cat out of the bag in the wrong part of the sentence. Not only is it Friday, today is the 200th episode of Text Talk. That is awesome. 200 episodes Thank you to those of you who have been listening all the way along. Thank you to those who jumped in later. Thank you to those who this is your first episode. It's okay. Can I give another shout out? Yeah, give one. Just to the wonderful brothers and sisters in Christ here at Livingston. You know, their their offering and contribution support makes this possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a wonderful congregation. And you know what? If you're in the Tampa area this weekend, we'd love for you to come out and worship with us at Livingston. All the information you need is at our website, christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org. But it's it's a great bunch of people, and, you know, they're, they're making it possible. Appreciate them so, so very much. I thought you were going to give a shout-out to your mom, who has been listening all 200 episodes. <laughs> well, <laughs> th- I mean, that goes without saying. And, and, and you, Edwin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're doing yeoman's work on this program. Hey, so. Well, I appreciate your help. All right, 200 episodes, most exciting part of the song. I know I said that yesterday. I thought that was the most exciting part, but here we come to this. this you're excited again. I'm excited again. And, and Ma- honestly, you know what? I don't we know. need a flash poll. At the end of the episode today, was Which, this the exciting part or was it yesterday? Or was it yesterday? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I just don't even know. So let's just go ahead and read the psalm again. Psalm okay. 12. And this time I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases to be, for the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak falsehood to one another with flattering lips and with double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things. Who have said, with our tongue we will prevail, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth, refined seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will preserve him from this generation forever. The wicked strut about on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. All right. Well, I have to say that yesterday when we were talking about the uh, middle of the psalm, learning about the chiastic structure and the statement of the Lord that it was all driving to, now I will arise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what what's more exciting than that? Well, I take a look at how the psalm begins. I, I feel like there's this chiastic structure, but I feel like what it actually does is it starts with this, help, Lord, or as the ESV well, says, save, O Lord, which yeah. is which is almost yeah. outside of the chiastic structure that I presented yesterday. For those who did not get to listen, for those who our 200th episode is the first, let me just bring you up to speed. We've gone through this week and we've realized that we've basically been peeling layers off of this psalm. So at the beginning and the end, it talks about how David is surrounded by wickedness and yeah. liars. Verses 1 and 8. And then we had that next layer, which was David asking 
for the judgment. I think this is verse 3, asking for the judgment. And then he has, toward the end of the psalm, the confidence that God will Mm -hmm. actually perform the judgment. Verses 3 and verse 7. Then we peeled back a layer at the beginning and the end, and we have a contrast. Mm Mm-hmm between the words of the wicked and the word of the Lord. And the words of the wicked, they have false confidence, but the Lord's word we can have true confidence in. Verse 4 and verse 6. And then yesterday we got right in the middle the point of the spear, which even in itself was organized oddly because Mm -hmm. you have this this kind of starter statement and finisher statement, and right in the middle you have the important statement, I will now arise. Mm Verse five, yeah, and so there's this this spear point as the poem builds up to the Lord Himself declaring, "I will now arise," yeah, and then it backs away from that, getting back even to just how surrounded by wickedness and vile liars in the human race and among the children of men that as David is surrounded by that, but kind of outside of that structure is this very first statement, "Save, O Lord." Now, that call for the Lord to save or the Lord to help, I guess we've seen in different ways in previous psalms. I mean, he's been asking to for him to arise and, and so forth, as we talked about yesterday. And yesterday, you even picked up on that in Psalm 3 and verse 7, the first time we have in the psalms this request for the Lord to arise, it's connected to save. Mm-hmm. Arise, O Lord, save me. And now we get to Psalm 12, where the Lord finally says, all right, now I'm going to do it. Yeah. We've, ha- we've had these psalms where, you know, David's asked him now four times sure, in the psalms, sure. arise. And finally he's saying, I am now going to do it. And it actually harkens back to the very first time that comes up in the psalms, because there it's arise, save. Here we've got this starting statement, save me. Mm-hmm. And now in the middle of the psalm, the Lord says, I will arise. I will do it. I will save. Okay. And so what we find then is that this psalm is the psalm of deliverance. This psalm is the psalm where the Lord finally says, I'm responding to the prayers. I am doing what I have said and promised. You know, I, I promised in Psalm 1 mm-hmm. that the man who meditates on the law of God is going to be blessed. I promised in Psalm 2 that all these kings and wicked people that come against my anointed are going to be judged. And then we've had these other psalms where David is saying, okay, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And now we've come to the point. Now, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to bring deliverance. Mm. Here's the other thing, though, Amen. and this, this is what makes it so exciting for me, is that in the psalm itself, I feel like I see a connection directly to us and our own salvation and deliverance. Okay. Because do you notice how in the psalm it talks about being preserved and kept from this generation? Yes. Right? So verse 7, you shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. From this generation forever. As a Christian, as a reader of the New Testament, all of a sudden I thought, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This generation, being saved from this generation. Saved from this generation. I've I've heard that before. Where have I heard that before? I thought that too. Yeah. I've heard that in Acts chapter Mm 2. As Peter has taught his lesson, he gets to the end of it in Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. And the kind of the summation of the whole thing is, do you remember what it is? Yeah. Go ahead. Be saved from this perverse generation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so. (laughs) With many other words, he exhorted them. Be saved from this perverse generation. And so what we have is this great Mm tie-in. All right. Here's the deal. When did the Lord arrive? Wait, wait, wait. What's the word again? Arise, O Lord. Is there is there any other context and we talk about arise, O Lord? Wow. Wow. So the resurrection of Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Okay. Which is also that Acts 2 sermon, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. And so, all right. Um, again, look, I get it. Again, we're going to have a rise, O Lord, in other passages in the Psalms. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I've got to be really careful not to just get so excited about something that's that's really mulling around in my mind. But, man, I can't help but make this connection to Acts chapter 2. And I can't help but make this connection to the fact that there was a day when the Lord said, I will now arise. And what did that actually accomplish? It accomplished the deliverance from this perverse generation. Mm -hmm. You see Mm -hmm. what I mean about how you thought yesterday was really exciting, but all of a sudden, you got me. I got to tell you. This is really good. Do we still have to wait for a flash poll yeah, to see? this is really good. Or, or do you agree with me all of a sudden? No, wait a minute. Maybe this one's more exciting. Uh, this is really exciting. This is really exciting. But I do love to hear from all of our listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we have is this, is this tie-in. And, of course, David is a great type of Jesus. He's yes. a foreshadowing yes. of Jesus. And even in that Acts 2, two sermon, sermon, what we have <laughs> is is David as the foreshadowing of Jesus. But you remember what the difference was between David and Jesus in that Acts 2 sermon? Yeah, that David was buried with the fathers. We know where his tomb is even to this day, right? But Jesus yeah. arose. Arose. <laughs> he arised. I keep wanting to use the word arise. Can I say arised? Or, no, I just have to say arose, don't I? <laughs> He was resurrected. Up from the grave. Up from the grave. He arose. He arose. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, wow. Yeah. Save, O Lord. And now now think about the life of Jesus in this. Because Jesus' life, he was surrounded by liars. He was surrounded by enemies. And do you know what what we learn about Jesus? Mm. He really... We said earlier in the week that I could only think of really two examples where they were really completely, totally alone. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Actually, there's a third one, and the third one is even a better example. Yeah. And that's Jesus. Okay. Who was truly, truly alone. Mm. Even, his, uh, even his supporters had abandoned him. Yeah. If there is one exception to that, it's the thief over here to one side or the other that finally says, you know what? I think you are the king. And when you come in your kingdom, please remember me. But, you know, even at that, we talked about earlier in the week the isolation of this psalmist because everyone around him is wicked. And the only person to truly feel that, I mean truly feel that, would be the only sinless one, Jesus Christ. That even the good folks around him, they were still sinners. Yeah. And and in his resurrection, the Lord Yahweh Mm -hmm. has risen Mm-hmm. and provides the only salvation and deliverance that is possible. And so we have on the day of Pentecost the first sermon that, that preaches that. And what is it? It's a salvation from this corrupt generation. And even as he teaches that, right, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says those who received his word were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. And so I think about baptism, this immersion in water, and how that mirrors the resurrection. Oh, yeah. Arise. Arise. Well, yeah, absolutely. In newness of life. Because what are we doing when we are baptized? We are following in the footsteps of Jesus. We are Mm -hmm. dying to sin. We are being buried alongside him, and we are being raised by the working of the Lord, Colossians 2 tells us, Mm -hmm. not by my working. Mm -hmm. Think about this. 
Baptism itself is even a picture of me not doing anything. It's somebody doing something to me. Mm, yeah. I am being buried and raised. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. It's God who's doing the work. And the symbolism itself is 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 in the baptism as yeah. somebody else buries me and raises me up from this watery grave to walk in a new life. You ready for another connection? Okay. We're going to have Peter mm-hmm. and Noah and baptism mm-hmm. all in the same verse. Okay. Okay. First Peter chapter 3. All right. In First nice. Peter chapter 3, verse 18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of the G- of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. We've got, we've got Noah, one of the few people in all of human history that can actually say, I'm surrounded by nothing yeah, but wickedness. That isolation. And God delivered him. And how mm-hmm. did God deliver him? He delivered him from this perverse generation through water. Yeah, yeah. And, and for us, Peter... The guy who was the one that was preaching that sermon on Acts 2 where he said all this stuff about being delivered and saved from this perverse generation now writes this letter where he points out that just like that water delivered Noah, we are delivered through water. Yeah, We are separated from the perverse generation through the waters of baptism. I mean, what a powerful thing. And it is through the resurrection of the Lord. The reason why this works, of course, is not because this water is holy. It's not because the action itself is holy. It's because of us following in the footsteps of Jesus, being buried and raised to walk. We arise with him. Save, O Lord. And he does. I love it. Fantastic! All right, guys, we want we want the yeah, emails. That's right. Was which which one was more exciting yesterday <laughs> or today? The the arise, O Lord, or or save, O Lord? Yeah, we these, we want to know <laughs> these connections with the resurrection, baptism. That's just that's fantastic. So yeah, send send an email. Let's know what you think about that. Text talk at christiansmeethere dot org. Text talk at christiansmeethere dot org. Thank you so much for listening to this two hundredth episode. Boom, boom, boom. Edwin, do you have anything special for those uh, <laughs> 200 listeners hey. <laughs> if they call in right now? Yeah, if you, if you, if you call into the podcast, right? Oh, wait a minute. Mm, sorry. <laughs> no, listen, we just want to say thank you. And uh, listen, please pass this along. If this has been helpful to you uh, at, at all, let, yeah. let some others know about it. That's, that's really the thing. We're just wanting to get the word about the Lord out and the talk about the text out. So thank you very much. And I hope we're doing this again in another 200 episodes. Absolutely. Or still, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you wrap us up with a prayer, Andrew? Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given Edwin and I to talk about your word, the scriptures. For 200 episodes now of this podcast, God, thank you. We thank you for the people who've been listening to it, our prayer and our, our desire, certainly that you are glorified. And that people are encouraged and edified in your word every day to walk faithfully with you. Father, we pray that in our devotion we would understand and appreciate your truth, your greatness. Father, that you save by Jesus Christ who died for us and rose again. Arise. 
And Father, we see how that is mirrored in the gospel and our response to the gospel of confession, repentance, baptism, immersion in water to arise and walk in newness of life. You give us every good thing. We pray that, Father, we might walk for your glory this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. That is awesome.